0: Welcome back to another episode
1: of Songwriting Saves the World, Season 3. Season 3, Gay babies. season, yay season. It is the gay season, yay season. Today we have an interview with actually the best person ever. Probably the funniest person I've ever met. <laughs> definitely, definitely. With Jay Bach. Yes. I mean He's so cool. He is you an guys, incredible songwriter, but he could guys are also about be a laugh. comedian. Yeah. Yeah, he really could be a stand-up comedian, we were absolutely giggling our way through this whole interview. Jay Buck is so funny, so smart, so talented. As always, his Instagram will be linked in the description, and you should go listen to his music as well as everything written by him. But y'all are just going to love this. Y'all are going to be giggling along with us. Y'all are going to be learning. It's an It's an immaculate interview. It is and, pretty amazing. And I don't say that lightly because we've done a lot of interviews. Like I've put a lot of thought into this. But before we get into
0: it, you guys know the drill. Follow us on all of our socials. It's at Songwriting Saves the World. Anywhere that we are, you can find us under that name.
1: Yeah. And if you really, really love us and you want to like be a Patreon member... What are you, It's at Songwriting Saves the World on Patreon. And it's $4 a month. And you get extra content and you get stickers. And you can just chat with us and message us anytime... I mean, to be totally honest, you can also do that on Instagram. (laughs) But it is also a fun feature of Patreon, and we would love if you supported us. Be a part of something. Yeah, be a part of something bigger than yourself. (laughs) And as Anik put so beautifully in another intro of another episode, $4 is less than you probably spend on coffee every damn day. So honestly, get your priorities straight and subscribe to our Patreon. Put that Starbucks to rest. Yeah.
0: (laughs) and help help us out you know you love us Yes, and just help a homie out exactly (laughs) and last but not least wherever you're listening to this podcast you can go ahead and download it you can like it you can comment you can leave us five stars because i know that that's how
1: you feel yeah that is how you feel i'm glad you feel that way (laughs) thanks guys thank you for feeling that way and without further ado we'll jump into this interview with jay bach you're gonna love it just stay tuned If everyone's ready, we can jump right in. I'll do a little bio for you. I'll have everyone know what they need to know about you. Oh
2: my god, what's the bio? So, Are you gonna wing it? Are you gonna freestyle it right now?
1: Um, sort of. I do have notes. It's partially stolen from your own Spotify bio and partially from online and partially my own imagination. Oh my
2: god, I want to hear it.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, Jay Bac is a songwriter and pop artist originally from Detroit. His work has appeared in Time Magazine, Billboard, Spotify's Global Viral 50, and the iTunes charts. The cool. songs he has co written have amassed over 40 million streams across platforms. Wow. He was mentored by Pharrell on The Voice. He's opened for the Chainsmokers and Daya as an artist. And he's just really cool and you guys should all know about him. So the last part. The last part, yeah, definitely.
2: You got that part from my my bio on Spotify. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's one he is really cool. You should know who he is.
1: That's direct that's in a direct quote from Jay (laughs) Vonk's Spotify bio that he wrote
2: himself. And I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that statement, you guys. You should all know.
1: No.
0: (laughs)
2: Thank you guys for having me. Oh my god
0: course Thank songwriting saves excited. the
2: world the world I don't know why I say it like that
0: <laughs> you know sometimes words just come out in different ways and that's okay
2: I'm gonna do it a lot oh. throughout this podcast you're gonna hear I don't oh, know how to talk every
0: day oh same
1: <laughs> at least like five times
0: per podcast I'm like sorry I can't speak English um
1: just give me a second no, it's like a soundbite
2: <gasps> oh my god speak in tongues let's do it the whole <laughs> podcast is in tongues
1: we have a little yeah. icebreaker
0: question for you <gasps> is and it about
2: canadian trivia smash that item. it could I refuse. be <laughs> oh, okay well let's see
0: you refuse to do canadian trivia
2: it's the one thing i don't know
0: i mean to be as. fair um, you could say anything and i could think next. it's right because i wouldn't know either so work
2: oh my god okay fake it till i make it i got it
0: that's true but unfortunately it isn't canadian trivia we want to know the first concert you ever went to and the best concert you've ever been to
2: Oh, my God. Yep. The first concert I ever went to was, like, with my dad. And it was a country <laughs> concert. Oh. And I'm, like, not a country girl. Like, I'll I'll listen to, like, right. the stuff I grew up listening to. So this concert was, like, the opener was, it was, ac- as far as country concerts go, it was very iconic. It was, mm-hmm. the opener was Martina McBride, who's a legend. Oh, And the yeah. concert was Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett.
0: That wow, fun.
1: those are some... Yeah,
2: so it was iconic. I was like, okay, work. Um, it's five o'clock somewhere, <laughs> right. bitch. Like, we got, <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> but then the best concert I've ever been to... Ugh, that's such a hard question. Also because, like, at this point, like... Okay, so like when we're saying like concert, like what is what mm-hmm. qualifies like a concert? Because we go to shows all the time in like right. LA and I'm like, oh, this is like a concert.
0: Okay. And I've been to I some feel really like iconic. That ones.
2: Yeah, like some really iconic shows in LA, I'm sure that I've been to. Mm-hmm. I also like I went to Lollapalooza, I remember, mm-hmm. and like which is just like fun. one long sea of concerts and other shit mm-hmm. that you do. Actually I think Lala, if I had to say like the most fun I've had at like a musical performance venue, whatever the fuck, it would be um, it would be Lollapalooza, and I went the year that Travis Scott got like arrested, so it was iconic.
1: Yikes. Oh my god, exciting! Yeah, That's so fire, exciting. Right? I for, live for the drama.
2: I live for the applause. I live for the drama. I live <laughs> for all
1: of it. The country thing is so funny because the first time I was in Nashville it was during the Country Music Awards, oh. and that shit was so insane. It was so scary. What? I yeah, swear, like it was just so the energy was so scary, like around. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of cowboy
2: boots, a lot of hats terrifying
1: yes i'm straight up it not really was a good terrifying <laughs> oh my gosh oh god
2: <laughs> yeah i've never been but go off girl you better go i mean go maybe go to the you CMA. i didn't,
1: <laughs> I, didn't <laughs> I didn't go to the awards i was just in nashville and the whole thing was like exploding i guess it, they always have cowboy hats there but that was like new to me in the first place and then like the amount was really overwhelming i understand was I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm sweating <laughs> thinking about it
1: start by giving us a background of your musical journey
2: yeah gra- what brought you okay
1: to where you're at now
2: so there I was <laughs> I'm still I'm sitting there barbecue <laughs> sauce on my cities um, <laughs> I I don't know so I um I feel like I came into music kind of later than most um because everybody that I talked to knows like I always knew since I was five years right.
1: old they were all oracle yeah exactly they and, and I, I like Star.
2: A hundred percent. And I like was not. So I, my family's from Baghdad. I'm Chaldean. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. like, so Chaldean is like an Iraqi, like Babylonian Christian person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And cool. a lot of Chaldean people ended up moving to Detroit and forming a little community there. So there's like a hundred thousand some, maybe two just in the city alone. So it that mm-hmm. already like was its own subculture. So like music was like, is not like really what we do. You come, you work, right. you like. We go to school. It's, like, the vibe. So, right. I was, like, you know, I we would play American Idol in, like, my grandma's living room, but, like, <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so I was, like, going... I was, like, oh, I'm gonna be a doctor. It's gonna be so fire. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be so rich. I
1: thought she was gonna be a doctor. You did? Yeah, she did. How is that going, <laughs> <My life>. girl?
2: <laughs> <Not> <laughs>
0: yeah, how's it going? No.
1: no.
2: <laughs> same. We're on the same boat. <laughs>
0: right. Um,
2: but, yeah, so, like, I... Like I, although I liked music always, like at first, like I, I like remember just singing around, but like not thinking anything of it, and like not being good at it is the Mm -hmm. other thing. Like I was definitely not always good, which is for all the kids at home, (laughs) you don't have to be good right away. Good to know. Yeah, you don't have to be. You can. You you'll get there. Um, I started doing like the plays and stuff, like in in middle school, Mm. and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be an actor, not even a musician. Yes. and then Actor. by I, the, the time I first seriously actually started singing was like I was in high school, probably like 16 or 17.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I had a choir class because I was the only class that was like co-ed that I could take because I went to an all boys school. So I was like, I have to take choir. I need the girls around.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: and you had to do a solo. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed out. I want to perform. Oh God, I want to give did. it to the, the yeah. audience. So I got a, a <laughs> vocal coach. I got like a vocal trainer who is really I amazing. Know. Her name's Amy Blevins, and like is literally like I'm obsessed with her. Shout
1: out, and hey, Amy! Shout out,
2: Amy! She like is really incredible because she like saw something in me and is like a classically trained like opera singer, like was gonna be oh, a shoot. coloratura. Wow! Yeah. So like didn't really have the chops. She oh she sings. But, like, didn't really know like, because I w- went in there very, like, clearly being like, I don't want to do musical theater. I don't want to do opera. I want mm-hmm. to do pop. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of other mm-hmm. people didn't come to her like that. And she saw, I think, potential in me or something like that and, like, ended up, like, going to, like, take classes to learn how to teach me pop
1: wow that is so sweet yeah so
2: it was really what really cool and it, we like kind of did it together and she was very upfront with me she's like listen i'm trying this you're trying this like let's just see what we can do and like she was mm-hmm. the person that like really started this whole thing wow. for me mm-hmm. so, so then by the time i graduate high school i've been working with her for a couple of years i like go to um university of michigan for a second i'm like in an, did you go there
0: no my uncle coaches basketball there and my cousin oh, plays word. basketball there
2: period. Go Wolverines, go blue. Oh, yeah. I went there for like a year and um, my parents were like, you're allowed to do one extracurricular," because they wanted me to focus on school. <laughs> Jeez. And I did an acapella. So that was another like music moment right. for me. It's perfect grind. It's definitely like, yeah. I feel like so many people do acapella in college and like the acapella yeah. to music industry pipeline is, is strong. <laughs> like it really is. Um, <gasps>
1: That's so funny.
2: But, yeah, girl, so I was, like, studying, doing my stuff, did my acapella. We ended up doing well at ICCAs, and I ended up getting, like, um, a call to, like, that The Voice was coming into town.
0: Mm-hmm. And they were, like,
2: we love your cover of Bang Bang, mm. um, <laughs> which is embarrassing because it's bad. But they were, like, do you want to come in? Like audition, right. I was like, um, yes, oh, absolutely, Christ. I want to be a pop yes. star. 100%. So that's how like that all that's how it really started for me to be like, oh shit, like should I like do music for real or uh huh? What's happening here?
1: And then you did.
2: Yeah, I I did the show. I was on Team Pharrell. I got to work with Pharrell. I got to like he brought P Diddy in. We played rock paper scissors. Um, <laughs> Whoa, which was like super that's fun. Cool. Yeah, and that that like was what kind of like kickstarted me like. Like, moving to L.A., I would have never moved to L.A. if it wasn't for that. Like, I would have never mm. met all these people, like, in music. Like, the, my first people, like, my first friends, like, the first artists I worked with. Yeah. Like, the first people I wrote for. Because I had never, like, mm-hmm. written a song before. I was literally, mm-hmm. like, I moved to L.A. and I was like, I'm going to be a pop star. But then I realized, like, I right. didn't do well enough on the show for people to write songs for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. So I was like,
2: I should probably learn.
1: So you jumped in. Yeah. For sure.
2: And then just started writing yeah. for my friends from the show who like did better and needed songs.
1: Oh, what a tactic you no actually. Time the
2: present. Yeah. I was like, That's let's go strategic. girl. Like we're already hanging out. Like you have a session. Like you <laughs> did whatever. Like was right. And then I ended You're up like, doing just like a bunch of stuff that way and kind of branching out from there.
0: That's smart. Yeah.
2: I always say like you find people who need music now, like your friends, like whoever is like going to put it out. I just feel yeah. like it's worth it so much more than to, like, go in and, like, try and pitch something or make something for someone else. Like, mm-hmm. people around you need music. Work right with them.
1: Yeah. I've always kind of felt that, like, Pharrell probably smells really good. Can you, like, confirm or deny that?
2: Um, I, I don't know
1: why I felt this way.
2: <laughs> He's always so far away from me Um, uh, is the thing because, mm-hmm. you know, like, we're on TV, so we're, like, it's stage and he has his chair right. far away and whatever. I will say, though, that, like, he is – like the most wise, like Zen shit. Ch- he also might have been
0: high. I don't
2: <laughs> know, but but he like literally was just like ch- like the most hardcore chiller ever, and was right. really really nice. I've seen him since the show, and he like came up to me and I and was like, oh my god, like how are you, like what are you up to? Mm. And this was like years ago. My like one of my goals in in life, because Pharrell and Christina were like really really impactful. In my my journey mm-hmm. altogether, Pharrell being mm-hmm. my coach and Christina like just kind of for being my champion, even though she wasn't my my coach,
0: mm, right?
2: Um, and like my family getting to like see what she had to say about me and like all that kind of stuff was like really really big for me. So like my dream is to kind of yeah. get back in the room with them at some point and just kind of like show them like how far I've come because like a girl I was like not that uh. good. Like I really 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 <laughs> was not. And I know that like it's cute to say, but like I really wasn't. And so, <laughs> like I want them to like see that whatever they saw in me like has kind of come to fruition now. Yeah. And that it was because of their encouragement, and, like seeing it in me, because like it was it was a reach. Definitely, it was a rough rough <laughs> moment when I was like 19 and didn't know what I was doing, and I was like giving you very like Broadway and like not not pop star right. with my flat ironed hair. Oh
0: no. <laughs> so funny but yeah so that's
2: kind of like the the start the start of it all and then just from there just like writing the writing circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and you meet people and you work and you get better at your own stuff and it's Mm
0: -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the vibe well speaking of songwriting on this podcast we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox which is essentially just kind of tips and tricks that you've picked up along the way from sessions and things that you use in sessions and when you write songs. And it can be literally anything from like, oh, I put on a voice note or I like have I like write titles down. So we wanted to know three things that you have in
1: your songwriters toolbox. Where yeah. Help out the homies.
2: Yeah, no, of course.
1: <laughs> um Nobody well, keeping the- here.
2: Right, the, the JBOG method. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Well, to be honest with you guys, I think everybody's toolbox is full of tools from other people's toolboxes.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yes. like,
2: my toolbox is, sure. is no exception. Like, I am stealing from everyone. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a thieves' toolbox. It's, yeah, 100%. Definitely.
2: <laughs> like, I definitely, every time somebody says something cool or I think of something that could p- kind of, um, sp- like, encourage a lyric, I write it down. I have a notes thing in my... Um, mm-hmm. in my phone of song ideas and titles and weird things like to kind of take in set to sessions in case we need something to kind of start on I do like kind of mm-hmm. like to just sit and like talk for a minute too because a lot of times people will be like yeah like I just like am so frustrated because it's like am I a bad liar and then I'm like <gasps> And then that's the lyric, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, I do like it to be, like, more, like, if I can, like, if we can do it in the room and it's about your life mm-hmm. and it's fire and it's whatever, mm-hmm. then we can do it that way. But if not, like, it's kind of like I came in and then I'll be like, oh, my God, like, I had this idea the other day and it could be really yeah, cute. Yeah. Yeah. So list of song titles or just things in case you guys get stuck or whatever. I think it was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really important to kind of like be mindful of like how you are in the session too. I don't know if this is necessarily like Mm. a tool in itself, but more of just like a technique. And I know like people joke about it all the time. But like it really is about the way that you communicate what you need and what you are thinking. So Mm, I've just – I'm like the queen of like – I feel like we can beat that or yeah. like I, one of, <laughs> another one I person. say is like, I like it. I'm dating that idea. I'm not married to it yet, but like we could go, we could oh, get I there. Oh, I love that. You know, like I'm, yeah. we're going on a couple dates. Like things are steamy for sure. <laughs> I'm considering yeah. they've met my family but
1: by my family but like i don't have that feeling yeah like, but i'm not like me. i don't i'm know. still
2: nervous like i'm i'm not sure but that just could be like you know cold sure. feet like it could be an iconic <laughs> idea so I like, love that things like that i also like think that um you know shooting anything down unless you have another idea is just never productive so i try and like oh yeah and prompt something so i'll be like oh i like mm-hmm. that but i wish it made me feel more this mm-hmm. or like
1: Mm -hmm.
2: i don't know if that reads as intentional you know like things like that
1: yes all the good phrases all that and then for my last one
2: yeah the (laughs) just like the worded the the verbiage of being a songwriter (laughs) um but uh the last one is like i don't know like i i remember i think sarah hudson said something about this where Mm. she was like if you write a lyric and you're unsure about it like Write it in all capital letters and let it stand by itself. And if it doesn't speak to you, maybe change it.
1: Oh, oh that's like really that. interesting. Yeah, like yeah, I if, haven't heard that either. If
2: you write something like and you want to see if it's strong, see if it's like a standalone. Like, is this an Instagram caption? Like, is this a uh, tweet? Right. You know, like, is this something that all like the bad bitches are going to put underneath their photos, like to yeah. make people like jealous or does think it they're look hot. Good or on what, a t-shirt? Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> like I think like being mindful of like that is also something that I use a lot. Cause I like, will read a lyric and like, yes, like it makes sense. But like, does it like strike me? Is it something that people are going to like yes. say, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think That's those are, such like, a good one. Those are, those are my, th- the three that came to mind, I guess.
1: I haven't thought of that before. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that, when I write something or someone else says something that is striking in that way, that I notice, but I haven't thought about putting other lyrics to the test in that way.
2: Where you should, I, it's it's like, like super. It's a really good way to like also challenge your lyrics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, know like Doja Cat even this. I'll give you four. This is another mm-hmm. one I like. I was talking oh about gosh. the other day. Doja Cat does this thing where I think she like will start kind of freestyling and then go on mm-hmm. like rhyme brain or rhyme zone or whatever
1: rhyme zone yeah yes.
2: exactly and like look up look at the rhymes for the things that she's saying and like pick like the hardest mm-hmm. one to to make work and i don't know where i heard that it might be from yeti or for somebody or some interview that she did but like i try doing that and it's really really mm-hmm. helpful in making, like, lyrics that are really unique but also in, like, being able to freestyle because yeah. I find, like, practicing freestyling is really helpful, at least for me to just kind of, mm-hmm. like, get out of my head and be quick and, like, be yeah. – loosen not- up. Yeah, like, not so, like, like thinking so hard about stuff, like, just to kind of yeah. be, like, you know, rattle yeah, something it. off that's, like, super cool and people are like, oh, my God, did you just write
1: – Right, that moment, this with the this? golden moment. Yeah,
2: exactly, you know, so right. – that, like, is super helpful with lyrics and with freestyling, whatever you're trying to do.
1: This season of the podcast is focused on queer artists. And we wanted to know, who are some of your, like, queer icons growing up or now? This could be musicians. This could be outside. Just anyone who was inspiring to you. Where? Is inspiring to you.
2: Um, Yeah, girl. Like, the more that I, like, am in the industry, the more I realize, like, the gays kind of run shit you know like
1: Yay. it's
2: very iconic i live for it <laughs> but um i mean i you have to mention justin tranter like justin tranter does so much mm-hmm. um for everybody you i always think.
1: mention justin tranter
2: Oh, like everyone says something about justin tranter which like I go don't off go justin a tranter. day
1: without mentioning <laughs> justin i know me too <laughs> um
2: so justin tranter is obviously iconic i'm really inspired like i'm it's It's cool when, like your friends are the people who are inspiring you also. So like there are a lot of people yes. like in my close circle that like, you know, like inspire me that mm-hmm. and I don't know if they even know that, but like i'm like I'm very good mm-hmm. friends with Jesse St. John and like Jesse like mm-hmm. is so incredible and so talented and so inspiring. and like being friends with him just like and seeing him work. Mm-hmm. Like is yeah. inspiring. Like it makes me like want to be a better songwriter. Like when I hear shout out Jesse. Jesse's iconic, and incredible, and gorgeous. And I, I if Jesse's listening, I love you, Jesse. <laughs> so Jesse is fire. <laughs> you know, um, a lot. There are a bunch of people, even like Michael Pollack going off and like being like the yes. the pop girly with like all all the in the boys club yeah. like go yeah. off. <laughs> Leland is doing everything Jay Hart is everything Like there are so many people mm-hmm. who are just like Very iconic and very fierce And like doing all the things yeah, So I'm like I'm sure. just really proud to like yeah Just to be part of the circle I don't even know all of these people like super well Or super personally um, Like I, I I definitely don't know Michael Pollack um, But I'm inspired <laughs> by him I'm like you're fire. Like you go off
0: like, we're basically best Mm -hmm. friends,
2: so. Yeah, exactly. Even, like, I remember Jesse Thomas would do all these, like, um, songwriter hangs, like, the Jesse and Friends and stuff like that. And I thought that was so dope that, like, somebody like her was.
1: That's sick.
2: Bringing everybody into a place where, like, songwriting is the thing. And, like, it was definitely something that I did for the first couple, like, years, the first few years that I lived in L.A. to, like, Mm -hmm. familiarize myself with everyone and, you know. It's really cool. kind of learn yeah so i don't know it's it's very dope the queer artists like the queer creators and stuff like that are running shit wow Snaps, i love right? the
1: i do not know michael Pollock personally either but i do have an embarrassing story like embarrassing for me <gasps> tell me surrounding michael Pollack.
2: tell me you're embarrassing michael Pollack story. i love this story like
1: it's a horrible story it's a funny story <laughs> tell me the story when i was like a fr- mm, freshman or sophomore in high school. This was kind of before Michael Pollack had any of his like big hits yet. It was like a solid chunk of months before the "Love and Troye Sivan" song came out. Like whatever, I found him on Instagram. I was just like a baby songwriter. I was like kind of learning about songwriting, learning about like what. The possibilities were right. following everyone on Instagram that I could find. Like, everyone, anyone who, like, seemed like a songwriter, knew someone who was, I was, like, follow, 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 stalking all of them, trying to figure out, like, what were they doing. Um, And then I would also, like, proceed to DM every single person. I love. And I...
2: <laughs> I love. I love where this is going.
1: Contacted. It's going to a horrible, dark place. <laughs> 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 because... I, like, DM'd Michael Pollack literally being a baby child whose songs were awful and was, like, like me, not him. He was popping off. I was awful. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I want to be a songwriter. Like, you're so cool. Whatever. Like, do you have any advice? What, Whatever. That type of thing. And he was so nice and so friendly, but definitely thought that I, like, knew more about what I was talking about than I did. Mm. Because maybe I, like, came off. Like, like I wasn't 14 in, like, the DM, but I was. You were 14?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, girl. Oh, I, think I was 14. Oh, my God. Anyway,
1: he was really friendly. He, like, um, said, oh, yeah, like, send me your songs. Like, when you write something that you think is, like, really, really good. Like, send it to me, and, like, I'll listen. And I was like, oh, sick. Like, I have no idea when I'm going to write something good, so I'll just send you what I wrote today. Like, I'm just going to – I just went for it.
2: Do you have – do you know what song it is? Do you have that song?
1: Yeah. Please perform it for us.
2: (laughs) I would love a rendition of it.
1: (laughs) No, at first he was really nice. I sent him just random shit that I would put on SoundCloud that I, like, made on GarageBand, and that was horrible. Okay. And – um. Anyway, and he kept, like, responding, and we kind of had a back and forth. It was really nice. He was really, like, friendly and gracious with his time until I sent him one, and he just replied with, I don't like this one, and then ghosted me.
2: (gasps) Do you think about that every night? Yes. (laughs) I would lie awake (laughs) at night and look up at my ceiling thinking, and I would see the words, I don't like this one. I would never recover. Exactly.
1: No, I know, but what is just hilarious is that he definitely thought that I was like, more. I don't know, more experienced, and I literally was absolutely negative experienced. Like, had nothing. nothing have you had, like, like ever? Have you seen songs. him in
2: person before? Have you ever met him? No. You have to I tell have not.
1: him. I
0: don't. I don't know what I would do. You must. Tell I feel him. like yeah. I mean, you're definitely gonna be in a room with him at some point soon. <coughs> like someday in the near future. That's so horrible to think and about. You're gonna be like,
1: hey. A 100%, hey, you have to tell him. Hey, remember when you hated my song that I made when I was a
0: child? <laughs> when you're in the session, and then you just start singing the song that you sent him. You're like, I have an idea.
2: <laughs> oh my God, you should. You absolutely should get in the booth that's and do it. That's so
1: funny. That's so funny. I would, anyway, I would like do, it. I'm, gonna do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find the
2: song on SoundCloud. I'm going to sing it <laughs> when I get in the session with him.
0: Like just had this idea so once we run it by you thought you might like it. And yeah, like, and he'd be like thought you might it
2: sounds so familiar. It sounds very like fourteen so year old in like two thousand and I'm like, that's what I was going for. That's exactly oh, my intention. Anyway,
1: that's hilarious. That's my story.
2: Um, I'm traumatized for you, but I think it's really iconic. I'm traumatized. I think it's very iconic.
1: Thank you. And
2: at some point you're you'll laugh about it with him. mean, um, you don't have any embarrassing stories regarding um, Mark Michael Pollock?
0: unfortunately or maybe None fortunately if i do anything embarrassing i just kind of like shrivel up so yeah true i block it out <laughs> i in, in my brain i've never done anything embarrassing yeah it's like Shutter i definitely Island. do yeah i definitely do embarrassing things but if you ask me like i actually can't my brain is like we don't
1: know what that is mm-hmm. i shut down that's so interesting that's not how i feel at all like my brain loves to remember loves to like recount the days that like i did th- i feel like i i edit these podcasts and every single time i'm embarrassed for myself (laughs) i I love
2: that i love that that's the energy that we need
1: to bring as a podcast host it's constant embarrassment exactly Exactly. that's what it is that's what we signed up for i have an embarrassing story let me tell you it's every every episode (laughs) is just
2: sasha having an embarrassing story
0: So you were on The Voice and you opened up for some really cool artists like the Chainsmokers and Dea. So what have you learned from those experiences about performing live as far as like confidence and stage presence and breath control and so on?
2: Oh my God, the breath control. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Performing live is its own whole thing. I, like, did not realize how out of breath I would be from, like, jumping around and, like, trying to be hype with the crowd.
1: This is hard. Right.
2: So, yeah, I do, like, one song, and by the end of it, I'm like.
1: <gasps> like, can you guys give me a minute? <laughs> <laughs> Have asthma. Yeah,
2: so, like, even, and I remember, like, I had um, something I learned from those, for sure, because I was a vocal coach for, like, a couple years after. Okay, popping. Yeah, I was, like, popping off. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: I would like if people wanted to like do like a live performance or something like that. I was like, girl, you're gonna have to warm up on the treadmill, okay? Like, mm, mm-hmm. do the little jumping things that people do and make sure that your vocal doesn't change. Like Bishop Briggs has that TikTok kind of going viral right now, of her like singing River, but also like running in place and like not changing.
1: No you know, way. I Yeah, you like can't that. tell. Very iconic.
2: That's, um, That's But crazy. yeah, girl. So like the live performance aspect of it. Has been was like a definite definite learning curve because otherwise like I had only done like local theater and like my acapella stuff right uh-huh. um but yeah I like it, it's really fun like performing on a stage because I uh, am like such an extrovert like I'm such a people person so like I live for like the audience uh-huh. interaction like that's my favorite part about it I feel like I'm better mm-hmm. at that than the music part so How'd I'm like say? nervous for the singing but I'm like ready for the show. You know what I mean? Right.
1: I'm ready for the performance. I'm
2: ready. And, like, of all course. the nerves and everything like that, like, you know, that you think that you're going to have. Like, as soon as you get up there and you start, as soon as you get up there and you start, like, you know, doing your thing, like, yeah. go away. They're gone. Mm-hmm. So, like, at this point, the yeah. one thing that I would say that the voice in this smokers gig that I did gave me is, like, I can't be nervous anymore. I've already done two of the biggest things like I could ever do in my right, life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now like I go to a show and it's like, there's like 200 people or whatever. And I'm like,
1: mm-hmm. work, this is whatever. This is nothing. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. So like, that's, that's You've the one thing. The mountain. People yeah. like also only really respond to what you give them. So if you mm-hmm. are confident and you're vibing, you're up there and you don't give a fuck, even if you ruin something vibe, like hang, <laughs> right. like, have fun. If you're having fun, everyone yeah. else will absolutely have fun. And that's mm-hmm. all that really matters.
1: Yeah. That's such a good one. Right? Like, even if you, like, fuck was. something up,
2: like, I know, like, people, like, sing and they, like, crack or whatever. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't it, care. If I was, like, having cares. fun and you made it funny and you just kept going and you said yeah, something about yeah. it after, I would, like, literally not care.
1: So, you co-wrote Numb by Christian Gate. I which went viral on TikTok. So, when you're writing a song... And you're thinking about hooks. How do you make a song catchy? How do you approach that?
2: I don't know. The thing with the hooks is that they always kind of seem to happen pretty naturally. I think um, Mm. you kind of want like the the thing that's really good about Christian and that's really interesting about working with him is that most of the stuff that we end up doing is stuff that he comes up with. But he just has a hard time like organizing his thoughts is the Mm. thing. So these were all melodies and all lyrics that he had. That we just kind of mm-hmm. needed to go, okay, cool. So this is going to be the chorus and let's take this part and yeah. kind of make it more of a pre mm-hmm. and kind of do all that. Mm-hmm. I think anything in writing in general, like you are really just a tool for the artist. However, they yeah. need you. Um, for some people, like I work with other artists who are really, really fire at melodies. They just need you to be the lyric person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, work. Then some people were the other way around. and I'm like <laughs> Work. But then some people kind of right. have it all. They have everything that they need. They have such a unique style, and you just kind of need to, like, arrange and everything like that. So the easy right. part with Christian was that he has all the raw materials and, like, is really good at being conversational and relatable. So, like, mm-hmm. that lyric of, um, I'm laying in bed with nobody to love and my ex is probably out having fun hooking up with the person that she told me not to worry about. I was yeah. like, that's
1: so funny. Sorry. Yeah, it's very conversational. It's yeah. super
2: conversational, and it's super relatable. And like, I think like, it's just like you know, I was like, okay, work. there, there we go.
1: Yeah, let's just do that. Like, Ouch, that's exactly yes. what we need to say. Yeah,
2: like he already he already <laughs> had all of that. So I was like, period. Like that's let's not fuck with that. Let's just like leave. Yeah, leave that as it is. Um, and then we ended up so when we went in, he had that section and then a, a new section after it that we ended up moving and making the. Part in the second verse and stuff like that, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I don't know. It just like kind of felt easy. It was also easy because the song h- had like started, just like the little clip he posted had already picked up traction. We saw like the videos right. people were making, mm-hmm. really like, like he, we almost called it um, yeah. a whole different title if it wasn't for the videos that people were putting up and they thought that it was called, no, it was gonna be called Right Now. So, I, oh, yeah, yeah, because he's like, sense. Right Now,
1: yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> That's my Christian Gates impression. Camp rock. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Jonas Brothers voice. But then we saw like
2: people were really responding to it. They were calling it numb, and um, they really liked the first half, which made it informed us of like moving it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love working with Christian. I think a conversational lyric is is the key to a hook, and and keep it simple. Like it doesn't really have to be anything. The reason uh, oh to speak more to the hook thing the thing we ended up making the hook was just the same melody twice instead of changing it like he had originally. So I think just, Uh like, make it an earworm, you know?
1: Yeah. That's so interesting because you got, like, live audience feedback, like, posting on TikTok before it was done. Yeah. Yeah. You could know, like, what are people – because sometimes it's hard to know, like – this is not always the case, but I feel like sometimes songwriters or people that are always listening to music or creating music will hear things a little bit differently than just, like, your average listener – and will, like, tend to overcomplicate it or, like, overanalyze. It. it ruins music. Yeah, it does. It does. So you just want to be, like, I don't know, someone who is just walking down the street and, like, doesn't give a shit about this song. Like, what do they think about it?
2: Yeah, and they're, they're just walking yeah. down the street like, yeah. You know, like, super easy. Make it easy exactly. for, for a, a regular person to sing along.
0: Yeah. Well, our last question for you is a song breakdown. Our last I know. question. I'm so sad that we've gotten here already. I know. It's oh. really sad. Okay. But the song breakdowns essentially are just <laughs> from the inspiration of a song to the writing process and now how you feel about it since it's out. And we wanted okay. to know if you would do mm-hmm. a song breakdown of Fuckboy.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. Fuckboy, my baby. um yeah so fuck is for my artist project for everybody who doesn't know every once in a while like Mm -hmm. i kind of just have something that i like you know we write and maybe we pitch around and it doesn't go anywhere but i do i like still love it so i'm like whatever Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put it Mm -hmm. out um yeah yeah, so fuck boy i was in the studio with my friend taylor sparks who's like i live for he did that like a really dope kelsey ballerini better luck next time um and it's super dope but I was in the studio with him and we were, like, he was fucking around on the guitar and I was, like, in a weird headspace and, like, I don't know. I was just, like, uh, like not super satisfied with, like, making, like, what I had been making. So, you know, he was playing all these weird chords and whatever and I literally was just, like, sitting next to him, voice memoing and mm-hmm. I had Fuckboy in my song ideas folder. because mm-hmm. like, oh, it would be a really sick t- name for a song. And yeah. I was sitting there and, like, the first thing I said was, like, gave a fuck boy my heart and it was just kind of like oh cute i was like oh we have to open the song with that and like i want to call the song this title Mm. um and then as i was thinking about it i just like my one of my best friends kind of was in a really shitty situation with like a fuck boy Mm.
1: and Mm -hmm. i was really
2: close to it because i'm really close to her and a lot of times songwriting for me is like um, it, it can be autobiographical but it is like really fun to be a character a lot of the time and to yes, yeah, I agree. experience stuff that I haven't yet or that other people are so I really wrote it for her and I played it for her and she like cried her eyes out and there's mm-hmm. just like I really wanted to capture the feeling of being with somebody that your friends don't like but that you vouch for you know being like oh, no you guys like yeah. don't know like I promise like he's really good and then Right. When it doesn't end up working out, there's, like, a sense of, like, well, you know, fuck. Everybody was right about yeah, it. they were right. It, yeah. And, you know, did I do this to myself? Do I deserve this? Like, is this my fault? You uh, know?
1: Oh, yeah. It, Big favorite crime energy by Olivia Rodrigo.
2: Work. Oh, my God. Feels Olivia like Rodrigo. that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, that's, that's like, was what I was really trying to do. And although normally mm. I, like, hate all the songs that I put out once they're out, I will say because this <laughs> nice. so- right? Everybody does. Yeah, um, naturally, we're like Once, over this. Yeah, I'm like I never want to hear it again, because it like it is <laughs> sentimental to me, and it means something about like not me, but like my somebody I love. Um, mm-hmm. Like I still I still do love it. I know. Also, the other thing is that like it's a weird one because like structure wise, it's kind of strange. You know, mm. like it there there's not really yeah. a chorus. There's just really like a tagline thing, and then it goes back into it, and it's like super short, you're innovative. Yeah, like I was like, you like, know what? We don't like need structure. Is. We're just exactly. gonna do whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it. My my family was pissed about it though. Oh, why? My mom was like, "Do you really need to use the f word?" And I was right. like because of the cursing. What? what? It's it's a song. Like, oh, <laughs> she's like, Actually, like, yeah. why couldn't she? Literally, I was like, we, "We, I have to say, fuck boy." She was like, "Why couldn't mm-hmm. you have called it Love Boy?" I was like, "That is <laughs> a great suggestion." <laughs> Wait, mom, that's
1: a great point. You're Wait, absolutely no, why right. Why couldn't you have? I should have. Why didn't you do that? You, write that my, one down you should down change the it. Song I would, it but down. I didn't
2: want to give my mom publishing, so I kept it <laughs> um, the way that I that oh, I the way that, that I had not it. Funny, <laughs> but yeah, Are oh, you, it's um... my little fuckboy baby.
1: <laughs> it's so good. We love it. Yes. Thanks. Are you now frustrated that Dixie D'Amelio – Oh, my God. It came out, like, her? two
2: weeks before mine. Yeah. And I had mine forever. <laughs> yeah. We pitched it no around. Way. We sent it. Taylor's manager is Randy Jackson, whom I, <laughs> which was iconic. I get an email from Randy Jackson. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> um, and he was like, let me pitch this, like, la, 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 But I think it was just too specific and, like, too kind of weird for anybody to take. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll put it, put it out. But I had it for so long. Yep. And then all of a sudden she goes, You're a boy.
1: Yeah. You're not boy.
2: And I, I mean, mind you, like, I don't, like, I know a lot of people seem to be, like, really mad about Dixie D'Amelio. I don't care. Right. I,
1: uh-huh.
2: low key, like, I think
1: I
0: Be
2: Happy me. is like, She's mad. I think Be Happy is like a really well written song. Sam DeRosa did it, and she's iconic. Right. And, what you know, girl, like, there is room for everybody in the music industry. If somebody else is getting their bag and they're doing something else and whatever, I just think that, like, being upset and frustrated about it is, like, not productive for you. And it just doesn't, like, encourage you to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to, like, dwell on it. So if somebody wants to make their little TikTok song and if it ends up doing well and Addison Rae wants to go on Jimmy Fallon, go off, girl. You better get it. Oh, I mean, interesting.
1: especially like the fact that people were surprised that that Dixie D'Amelio became an artist is what I don't understand because I feel like that's just what happens. Like yeah. that's what happens. If you're like a teenage star, yeah, so you, you get start famous, making music, like, you start singing. Yeah. I mean, if that's, we're gonna be like
2: if we're gonna an be age real, old tale. of course. If we're gonna be real. Baby by Justin Bieber is really corny. It's super corny and oh, I, everyone I at the time was like that. what is this? And now he's a huge pop star and is really talented yeah. and mind you he sings his face off. Like we're we're in different levels here. Right, right? true. Yeah. But similar kind of vibe Selena Gomez even like this is how like this is how it yeah. kind of starts and if you progress yeah. and like keep going work if not whatever if the music is good then it'll mm-hmm. happen so I just yeah. hear all these people who are like it's
1: worth a shot
2: so upset about it I'm like uh get over it at least they're employing songwriters at least they're getting songwriters that's paid true. that's are, mind you songwriters who you're talking a lot of shit these are the people who take pitch songs that's so true these are the people who take songs you need the you need the the TikTok artists you need these people who we like don't write stars. everything by themselves because if everybody was ash yes. nico and everybody was doing uh, was olivia rodrigo and wrote everything by themselves it'd be over girl we'd be in trouble really yeah
0: that's a
2: good point we'd be in trouble I like a really good
1: point put into my place yes yeah, and I if got i was dixie d'amilio i would do the same damn thing okay right yeah, honestly, i would have done same. it too if dixie 100%
0: write like, me a song and be like okay
1: <laughs> i'm a pop star now me like what of it
0: upset also me all right yeah, of course i'll sell my soul that's fine of course i'll do it right exactly so if you, you if dixie asked <laughs> yeah. you for a
2: session you'd be like oh my god i've always loved you dixie of course right yeah <laughs> i always knew
1: i manifested this like uh, thank like, you <laughs> it, you were just a twinkle in my eye before you were even born like i was thinking about this
2: you were just a twink in my eye dixie <laughs> <laughs> <Twink>. <laughs>
1: Those are all our questions we have for you today. Oh my god! On this episode, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank Thank you you for for having me, guys. This is
2: so fun. Um, This was fun. Thank you for accepting me as I am, wearing the bonnet that I sleep in.
1: (laughs) Fabulous. We love. Oh yeah! For anyone listening, like we all look great. um, Yeah. No, I'm in full glam
2: actually. Yes. Um, and I look really, really, really good.
1: Yeah. And so does everybody um, here.
2: I'm. Oh my god. Hold on. Sorry, my my maid just walked by <laughs> oh my god Magdalena oh no we're can all in just, mansions right can you just place that next to the waterfall please thank you so much I'm I'll wearing be right Jennifer
1: Aniston's like old Oscars dress I'm right
2: wearing now, Jennifer Anister- Aniston's skin and <laughs> I'm just like throwing it on just for like you know like a quick very subtle just
0: moment just for a light change just for funsies yes yeah, just i just like I just threw it silly, on. Silly goofy mood.
1: We're style. glowing, we're gorgeous. Yeah. You all want to be us, just, so you know. Harry Styles things. is walking through my front door
0: for yeah.
2: lunch Oh my god, Harry. Hey girl. <laughs> hey, he was hey. ju- he was just at my place. He's coming over.
0: No way. I can't believe he can teleport now. It's crazy. He can we're do anything. A He's the perfect later. man. He can, he
2: can do <laughs> whatever that. he wants. Harry.
1: He really
0: can.
2: Harry, if you're listening. <laughs> okay.
1: Li- oh Harry, Oh my god, if you're listening. If
0: you listen to this
1: podcast,
2: no, it'd be perfect. It. Next time he comes over,
1: it would be perfect. Yeah. i
2: like Harry, come it'd over. I have a podcast to play for you. He'd be like, all right, mates.
0: Thank you for listening to that episode. I know you guys are probably catching your breath from the amount of laughing that you were doing, but
1: yeah, probably. I'm sorry it's come to an end. Yeah, I'm so sorry. If you really liked it, you could listen to it again. That's always a possibility. Or you could just stay tuned for our episode next yeah, week and so keep the dream and Which- happiness alive. Honestly, next week's episode is full of laughs as it well. It really is. Wish we could give you a hint, but we can't. As always, listen to Jay Bok on Spotify. Follow him on Instagram. It'll be in our description. And yeah, thank you for your time. And see you next thank week. Thank you for your ears. Thank you for your heart. Thank you. Love you. See you next
0: week.